0: Pick up song number uh, two fifty eight, two hundred fifty eight uh, singing He hides my soul. Mm-hmm.
1: Savior is you.
0: Six. Just turn back one page. Sing. It is well with my soul. in you and your word because your word is sure father lord this morning i ask lord that you would meet needs speak to our hearts lord as the message is brought hey lord that you meet that special need lord that is uh, in the hearts lord this morning and we pray god that you would uh, those that listen by way of live stream lord that uh, it will also receive a blessing from the message for today. we we'll thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name I pray.
1: Tonight. All right.
0: You wanna we we'll sing one more. We 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 canceled this special today because somebody that we would know would love to be in the group is not here. So we'll sing one more song and then yeah. let's let's sing uh, uh Stepping in the Light. I 313, we're on 13, okay? 313, stepping in the light. Let's pick up the first and uh, third and last stances. 313, yeah.
1: steps of the Savior trying to follow our Savior and King. Singing in the hearts of His blessed example happy, how happy the songs that we sing! How beautiful to walk in the steps of the Savior stepping in the light stepping in the light how beautiful Steps of the Savior leading tabs of light, walking in footsteps. Savior, stepping in the light, stepping in the light, how beautiful to walk in the steps of the Savior, letting fans of life, trying to walk in the steps of the Savior, upwards the upward other with follow when we shall see Him. How beautiful to walk in the steps of the Savior, stepping in the light, stepping in the light. How beautiful to walk in the steps of the Savior,
2: let it pass on life. Hey Francis, Miranda, can you play one, one verse and the chorus just to play? I want to hear that again, just to hear it. Thank <music> you. Driving music. You know what I mean? Driving through the mainland, hear that good stuff. Just to keep you awake. You don't need pep pills or drugs. You just listen to good music like that. You stay awake. Uh, speaking of driving like that, I got a couple of ladies here from Alaska. Fairbanks, did Sarah send you our way? Sarah Burley? No. Okay, good, good because Okay, good, good because, uh, I also associate Fairbanks with Sarah Burley and if you don't know her, you're in good hands. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Good. That's yeah. So okay. That's the connection there. Yeah. Okay. Sarah's a mess, you know. So it's, uh, I'll tell you, so.
1: yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. We got to take a picture uh with my wife so that we will know she'll she'll know that you came here. We're glad to have you visiting today. Uh, let's see here, uh, Victoria. Yesterday, last week, I was talking about the church and. Uh, uh, she had just begun university again another year and so going for her degree and she's very busy and I said to, I said to her not in lecturing tone but just in you know, encouragement I said well you're real busy oh I'm so busy I said well it's good to meet to church I said you need to be in church she says oh yes church is so good to come I feel so good when I come to church she said all the heavy load she's taking academically and uh, also teaching she says it's so good to be in church to get away from that and also to get a spiritual refreshment she said that and that's what I was going to say to the guys, but I forgot that part. But I just remembered it. And so it is good to be in church, isn't it? Amen. Oh, you, do, you Presbyterians, I tell you. But uh, you know this thing about transgender and all that kind of stuff. Somebody said this. I too was once trapped in a woman's body until I was born. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Did you not catch that? Let me say that again. I, too, was once trapped in a woman's body till I was born.
1: <laughs>
2: you know, this way, pay attention. That's a good truth right there. Yes. That was said by a, an actor who plays, he's a Christian, and um, Kung Fu man, Howley guy, white man. Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris, Chuck, Chuck Norris. There's a picture of him in that stick. I don't know if he originated that, but I thought that was pretty good for you to know. And uh, that's a blessing to know that trapped in a woman's body. We all were until we were born. I have something else to tell you this, tell you tonight, this morning. Um, we need to remember that we need God in our lives. Once again, I'll tell you that God doesn't need your talent, God doesn't need your money, God doesn't need you. You're not that important. But you need God in your life. Amen. Amen. And if you give God your life, He will use your talent. He will use everything that you have to offer Him that He gave you in the first place. But don't ever think that you are God's gift to God. In a way you are, but really, this attitude of you're important, you're special, you're, you're, you're indispensable, can't do without you. Don't ever think that way. You and I cannot do without God in our life true and if you come to that place where you think you're that great you're that you're important then you're headed for a fall we need god in our lives every day without me you can do nothing he said and so we need to trust him with all that we have all that we are and trust him to take care of all of our needs uh, some folk are to sick. some folk have some uh, pending surgery little david is pending surgery maybe two and so keep Bill David in prayer. Keep Christian in prayer. Um, she's got a lot in the paid school started homeschool started for, for them last week. And so, all, with all that going on, there's health concerns, and uh, Samuel's sick today. So, do pray for all of them and others that you know about, too. And uh, it, it's amazing how much other Christians depend on your prayers for daily sustenance and daily another day to face another day to go through so whenever you get the prayer list on Wednesdays uh, take that and then whisper a prayer uh, throughout the day pray to Mike talked about uh, being a good student of your time last week perhaps you could perhaps you could pray for your Christian friends in church and others uh, when you're on a stoplight perhaps you could think about someone to mention in prayer and ask God to give them strength uh, sometimes we get the mistakes mistaken idea that we have to kneel, in our, kneel to pray all the time. You can pray while you're doing dishes, you can pray while you're driving, especially while you're driving. Uh, you can pray doing other things, you can multitask. And uh, because God is who he is, he knows what we're thinking, he knows what we're praying, and, and uh, redeem the time by praying about things, okay? You never know, you never know how much that means to other people. Sometimes that is the only difference that they can feel or experience because you pray for them. Right? So never think you're, never think you're wasting your time at a stoplight or some small test that you're doing. Okay, so we need Him all the time, and uh, we're glad that He is a God who knows all of our thoughts. He knows all of our intentions, and He knows our tomorrows. Another thing I'd like to just say to you before I step down is that uh, you can never promise somebody else that this is going to happen tomorrow. You should make plans, but you never know if it's going to come true. Um, death happens suddenly for different reasons. Uh, today is, what, 21st year of nine eleven. Nobody thought on that day something was going to happen. Maybe a few did. But generally speaking, those who went to work did not realize that was the last day on this earth. Right. And so, you know, he, James talks about this. You rather say, if the Lord will. And it is true, if the Lord will. Sometimes we get kind of ultra-spiritual by saying, well, you want to play tennis today? Well, if the Lord wills. I mean, you know, sometimes we get too carried away. What, what shirt should I wear today? Well, I don't know. I'll pray about that. Sometimes we have to do that, okay? So we need to be careful not to get extreme, but really, uh, we don't know what tomorrow holds. So we boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not a day brings forth. We trust God for that. So the lesson is today. Today. Today's Sunday then you live for the Lord today, right now. After service is over, whatever you do, enjoy your day, but make your life a blessing to somebody else. Monday comes around, same thing. Live one day at a time. Jesus says, today I must walk and tomorrow. So therefore, we live our lives one day at a time. And pretty soon you know it. You're looking back, wow, where did my life go? Went by so fast. You know, last week I was just 35 years old. What are you smiling for? And uh, all of a sudden, you're not 35 years old. You're 60 years old. Well, and beyond. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was looking at, I was talking to Arb before Sunday school. And I said, Arb, you comb your hair a different way. You part your hair a different way. He says, oh. He says, my hair is so long. I said, yeah, but you got a lot of hair. That's good. And uh, pretty soon you won't have any hair. That'll be good too. Now, if you really love him, you still love him when he has no hair on his head. Okay? You'll still be proud of your dad when he has no hair on top of his head. Alright. Well, um, Mike is teaching again today and going through topical studies alphabetically. And so where are you today, Mike? T. T. What does T stand for? What possible lesson can learn from the letter T? We'll find out.
3: Turn to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. And yes, you are about to find out. Letter T, I'm going to bring you a lesson on... Tongues. Tongues. What does the Bible say about tongues? Speaking in tongues. Tongues. That is something that we hear a lot of when it comes to other churches, if you're familiar with some of these other churches who place a strong emphasis on speaking in tongues. Is speaking in tongues in the Bible? Yes, it is. Is it in the New Testament? Yes, it is. Is it mentioned in Paul's epistles? Yes, it is. Church-age doctrine. Do we speak in tongues in this church? No. No. Biblically speaking, like they did in the Bible? We don't. Why not? Are we not Bible believers? Do we not believe the Bible? Do we not believe the whole Bible? Yes, we do. Well, then why don't we speak in tongues if tongues is in the Bible? Huh. Or maybe we don't have the gift of tongues. Maybe we haven't been baptized by the Holy Spirit. Let's find out, because there's a lot of controversy about the gift of tongues or speaking in tongues and what tongues is and what tongues is not and, and who's supposed to be speaking in tongues. Did you know, and I heard this just recently that, uh, well, I've, I've heard this before and I have know this, but somebody recently told me that somebody was teaching this person and, and other people that if you do not speak in tongues, then that means that you do not have the Holy Spirit or you have not been baptized by the Holy Spirit. And this particular teacher was teaching a class saying that every Christian should speak in tongues. And if you don't speak in tongues as a Christian, something is wrong. Now, if you lead that to its logical conclusion the teaching that you haven't been baptized by the holy spirit or even that you don't even have the holy spirit because you don't speak in tongues did you know that that is actually saying in essence that that person is not saved right if you carry it to its logical conclusion yes. yeah <clears throat> go to keep your place in acts chapter 2 but real quickly go to romans chapter 8 How can somebody say that you don't have the Holy Spirit just because you do not speak in tongues? Romans chapter 8, look at verse 9. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so, be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is not of his. The Spirit of Christ right there, capital S. That's... uh, That's another uh, title for the Holy Spirit. It's capitalized. If you don't have, look at verse 16. The Spirit, capital S, the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, then you are not saved. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30, it says, Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Every New Testament believer has the Holy Spirit. In fact, every New Testament believer has been baptized by the Holy Spirit. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, I might be getting a little bit ahead of myself, but I want to make sure I cover this just in case I might forget it or run out of time. This is very important. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body. Now, did you know that this is not water baptism? Be careful not to automatically assume that when you see the word baptism in the Bible, don't automatically assume that it's water baptism because it's not always water baptism. Sometimes it's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians twelve thirteen. For by one spirit, it doesn't say by the pastor. It doesn't say by water. It says for by one spirit, capital S, that's the Holy Spirit. For by one spirit are we all, Paul is writing to the Corinthians. He's including himself with all the Corinthians. And guess what? A lot of the Corinthians were carnal. They were not spiritual Christians. They were backslidden and had all kinds of problems in their life. Yet Paul said that they were still baptized by the Holy Spirit. Let's um, read the entire verse. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body. That's the body of Christ made up of all New Testament believers whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. Now look at verse 30, same chapter. We already established that every Christian is baptized by the Holy Spirit and has the Holy Spirit. Verse 30, have all the gifts of healings? Of healing? No, they don't. That's a rhetorical question. The, the way the question is phrased, the answer is already implied. He's making a statement by asking a question Have all the gift of healing? What's the answer? No. Do all speak with tongues? What's the answer? What's the implied answer? No. 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 The whole context of this is the body of Christ. Different members have different functions and different roles in the body of Christ and different gifts. And so not everybody speaks with tongues. Not everybody is supposed to speak in tongues. God has not given everybody the gift of tongues. Yet everybody has been baptized by the Holy Spirit. You understand? Yeah. If they are saved. Now, that's kind of jumping ahead, but let, let's let's find out exactly what tongues is and is not and all of that. Tongues. What, what are tongues? What do tongues mean? If I say that English is my native tongue, what am I saying? English is my native tongue. If I say that I went to another country and I couldn't understand what they were speaking because they were speaking in a foreign tongue, what am I saying? They speak in a foreign... Okay, so tongues obviously means languages. Don't make it mean something more than what the simple word means. It means languages. Tongues means languages. I recently... <coughs> I was uh, teaching something about tongues, uh, and somebody, not here, somewhere else, somebody was very eager to share their testimony and experience about how they were visiting a church here in Hawaii, and they heard somebody speaking in tongues. And he he began to, uh, he didn't know what I was going to teach, and uh, he Talked about the experience and this person speaking in tongues and how he thought it was so uh, exciting and everything. And I asked him, I, I said, "This woman that you said was speaking in tongues, what languages was she speaking?" And he said, "Well, it was tongues." <laughs> and I said, "I know, but what language? What language was it? Tongues. She was speaking in tongues. Well, tongues means languages." <laughs> See and so the the charismatic movement and the, these churches that that place an emphasis on tongues and everything they teach that speaking in tongues and that you know the reason why he answered the way he did is because they teach that speaking in tongues is not earthly languages they teach that it's this heavenly prayer language that nobody else on earth speaks that God. Or the Holy Spirit gives you this this language or speaks it through you, and it's this it's it's this heavenly supernatural language that cannot be found anywhere on earth outside the walls of charismatic church. That's basically what they teach. Now, uh, let's see what the Bible says, okay? Because in the Bible, speaking in tongues refers to a the supernatural ability, there is a supernatural element about it, the supernatural ability to speak a foreign language. The language itself is not supernatural. The ability to speak this foreign language is what is supernatural. So go to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, by the way, in Acts chapter 2, this is the very first time in the Bible that somebody spoke in tongues, or at least the, the gift of tongues. The Bible says that it is a gift of tongues elsewhere, calls it a sign. And so in Acts chapter 2, there was a, a, a supernatural event here at the day of Pentecost, and let's uh, begin reading at verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost, which is a Jewish feast day, was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. So it looks like there's a visible manifestation of this. Verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Okay, so the Holy Spirit is supernaturally giving them the ability to speak other languages. All right. Verse five. And they were there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews devout men out of every nation under heaven. And when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in a supernatural prayer language that he could not understand. No, it does not say that. In his own language. Huh, okay. That's an earthly language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? And how hear we every man in our own tongue our own language wherein we were born. And he lists all of these different countries of where these people were from and they had different languages and dialects from these different areas. And in verse 11, Cretes and Arabians, we do hear them speak in our tongues, not a supernatural prayer language from heaven, not tongues of angels. We do hear them speak in our tongues, the wonderful works of God. So we see the first time in the Bible that anybody ever spoke in tongues, clearly we see that it was an earthly foreign language. Now, speaking in tongues is considered a sign, okay? Look at Mark chapter 16. Now, Jesus prophesied of this that they would speak in tongues, But there were some other things that were also going to take place, which were called signs. Mark chapter 16, verse 17. And these signs, notice it doesn't say a gift, although in other parts of the Bible it is called a gift, but it's also called a sign. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So tongues are called a sign as well as a gift in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. So we would call this a sign gift. Now, what is the purpose of tongues? If you ask the average person who endorses speaking in tongues, like they do today with this modern tongues movement where they don't think it's an earthly foreign language. They think that it's a heavenly prayer language and and they teach about speaking in tongues and how you should desire to have the gift of tongues and tongues is so wonderful. If you ask the average person who has that view, what are tongues for? What is the purpose of tongues? The common answer would be, Tongues are to enrich and enhance the spiritual life of the Christian. Tongues are meant to edify you. Tongues are are uh, a way that the Holy Spirit ministers to you and 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 enhances the Christian life and and causes you to grow and bear fruit or something like that. And so they would say something on the along the lines of. It is something to benefit you. That's the common answer. By the way, just as a um, a uh, disclaimer, I was raised in churches where people spoke in tongues regularly. So some of these things that I say, I have firsthand knowledge of as a as a Eyewitness. I'm not somebody from the outside looking in with these uh, critical lens. Uh, I perhaps have. um, I just say perhaps because I don't know everybody's background here. But I perhaps have witnessed firsthand people speaking in tongues. Perhaps more than anybody else in this room. Perhaps it's it's a possibility because. I was uh, raised as a child and in my teen years, every single Sunday, uh, going to these churches where not only did people speak in tongues, but some people claimed to have visions and people were falling on the floor, which they called being slain in the spirit. And I've actually had people try to push me down call me up during the prayer line or whatever and put their hand on me and give me the little nudge of encouragement so I would fall down. And uh, I've seen some wild stuff. And I never, for one, I never one time uh, during all those years thought that it was genuine. Not once. I was always skeptical. And I I had no knowledge of the Bible, of what the Bible said about these things. But just from what I experienced and saw and heard, I was very, very, very skeptical. And then when I finally studied the Bible and heard different teachings and things and came to the conclusion of what I'm showing you today, it, to me, it was just like, like night and day. It was like, compared what I saw to what the Bible says, I thought... <laughs> You know, the Bible is so clear on this. Yeah. Bible so clear on this. Okay. Now, what does the Bible say the purpose of tongues is? What does the Bible say tongues are for? Let's go find out. First Corinthians chapter 14. First Corinthians chapter 14. Shouldn't that be one of our starting points to find out what tongues are for, if we're going to see, if somebody is going to, not just us, but anybody, if somebody is going to emphasize tongues and try to say that all believers should speak in tongues and all of these things, shouldn't they at least know what the Bible says that tongues are for? What is the purpose of tongues? Let's go and see. It says very clearly in 1 Corinthians 14, 22, wherefore tongues are for what? Tongues are for what? A sign. A sign. Tongues are for a sign. In Mark chapter 16, it says, These signs shall follow them that believe. Tongues are for a sign. Let's keep reading. Tongues are for a sign, not to them that believe, but to them that believe not. Unbelievers. Tongues are for a sign. For unbelievers, not Christians, people who are lost, people who are not saved, unbelievers. Isn't that strange that just about every church that endorses and emphasizes tongues, they are speaking tongues in a church full of supposed believers? When tongues are a sign for unbelievers? Huh. Huh. Interesting, isn't it? Now, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 22. Who are the signs for? We saw unbelievers. Let's look at something else. Same book, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Look at verse 22. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 22. For the Jews require what? Signs. Huh. And tongues are a sign, right? And the Greeks seek after wisdom. The Jews require a sign. Tongues are for a sign. Not to them that believe not. I mean, not to them that believe, but to them that believe not. And the Jews require a sign. Isn't that interesting? Okay, I'm starting to see a pattern here. Let's put two and two together. Let's connect the dots. And I would say that the Bible, uh, to me, looks pretty clear on this. The purpose of tongues was a sign to unbelieving Jews. That was the purpose of signs. In other words, when somebody was given the gift of tongues by the Holy Spirit, it was a sign, it was evidence that what the person was saying was from God. It was something to convince them. You know, they didn't have the com- the complete New Testament written at this time. When they started speaking in tongues in the Book of Acts, there was not uh, any of the New Testament written, as far as I know. So all they have is the Old Testament. Now they're preaching Jesus Christ, who rose from the dead, and they're saying this is this was your Messiah, and you crucified him, and he's he's the one that the Old Testament prophesied of, and all of these things. And so they, the Holy Spirit gives these men this supernatural ability as evidence to convince their audience that what they're saying is true. Let's look at something else. There are only three recorded instances of people speaking in tongues in the Bible. Did you know that? As much as we hear people emphasizing tongues... You would think that people were speaking tongues all over the Bible, but they weren't. There's only three recorded instances of somebody speaking in tongues in the Bible, and that's in Acts chapter 2, that's in Acts chapter 10, and that's Acts chapter 19. And did you know that in every instance of those three, that there were Jews who were present? Why? Why? because the Jews require a sign and tongues are for a sign. Isn't that interesting? Go to Acts chapter 2. Since we were already there, let me just show you real quickly. Acts chapter 2, it's a Jewish feast day. It's Pentecost. And in Acts chapter 2, I want you to look at verse 14. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea, and all ye men that dwell at Jerusalem. Look at verse 22. Ye men of Israel. Hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, the man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs. The Jews require a sign. You see that? So it's a Jewish audience. We can look at the other places, but we're not for sake of time. But in Acts chapter 10, the house of Cornelius Tongues were spoken to convince the Jews that the Gentiles could also receive the Holy Spirit just like them. Acts chapter 19, they were Jewish converts of John that uh, they were not caught up with the progressive revelation of the resurrection of Christ and things like that. And so we see three times Jews are there. The Jews require a sign. Now, what about the Corinthians? Isn't it true that the Corinthians spoke in tongues? Yes, it is true. And why did the Corinthians speak in tongues? Because isn't the church of Corinth primarily a Gentile church? Wasn't Paul called the apostle of the Gentiles? That is true. So why, why if, if the tongues are a sign and the Jews require a sign, if what I'm teaching is true that, that the, the tongues were a sign for Jews, unbelieving Jews especially, what's going on in Corinth? Well, did you know that it is true that Corinth was primarily a Gentile, Gentile city? There were also a significant number of Jews in Corinth. Go to Acts chapter 18. I'm going to show you. Oh, no wait. Some people, see, look. It says only language. It's an unknown. It's unknown. If they No, which would be any foreign language, because I don't speak any foreign from certain languages. But if somebody is speaking, that is an unknown tongue. I don't know it. So he says if any man or the most by it, that would it. yes, tongue, let it be by two, two would be a two. but definitely no <laughs> and that, that people doing that by course, okay? And imagine if you had two people they asked before, I want to give I I you know I had an answer I've heard about. Did you know nearly every, they violate churches single time. In fact, let's look at something at verse 34. For it is not permitted but men to be o- under obedience, as also saith Paul. And if they will learn anything, let their husbands at home, for it is a shame for women to speak in the whole of 1 Corinthians chapter 14 is tongues and for context. Made sound to me speaking in tongues and Paul is saying the church should not be speaking of I suffer authority and all of that. And the bishop is supposed to be the husband of the pattern in the Bible that a, a teacher or a preacher or somebody he in he, necessity and that's he, he's exercising authority Authority, and sense women that over other men that the women should not be teaching men that they could okay. And so if I put all the context of there, I would conclude. One of the rules for. Sp- now, from my experience, and go on YouTube and look at samples crazy, and some churches, it's just not ton- to the point in this town laughing and, and uh, barking like dogs, like they're demon possessed. It's the Holy Spirit, in the Spirit, and just, it just gets really, really bizarre. And I'm not talking about some egg handling in the Appalachian Mountains. I'm talking mainstream, big churches in big cities. With people that are seemingly educated, dressed nicely, and and dewy people—that's what I'm talking. There are churches that now. To be fair, I'm not saying that er- that endorsing in tongues goes to that didn't into like a circus. Yeah, there's different bra- all kinds, so I don't want to paint them all to the same bra. Every that I have been, in, Assad and all of these other denominational charismatic and pen- every been in where people spoke in tongues and it was being enforced by the pan- and the the others. The- every church that i have been in tongues witnessed that is more than 3 people in fact it was you can go on uh, on you see a pastor where he said how many of you have the gift of tongues a church of like 500 people he says size your gift speak in tongues and 500 times. one at a time it happens churches where they tell everybody speak in tongues and act, and if you don't have the tongues then just Get into the, and all the holy speak through you and start speaking tongues and they'll they'll say I'll try to coach you in a, and and teach you how to supposedly tongues and they'll say just just say anything dude, and just mum say anything and blowing I'm interpreted. Being interpreted is is usually <laughs> that's that's a, an exception. That's not the rule. I mean the rule of bible, but they don't do it why you know why hmm. I think <laughs> because it's not real that's why it's not an earthly foreign language now I don't know any earthly foreign language you know you tell when somebody's speaking in a language and even if you don't understand the language that it is an earth foreign language in my experience most of the people in tongues the women outweigh outnumber the men. So why don't they the rules of the Bible? If they're so endorsing tongues and some of the teachings that get from 1 Corinthians chapter 14, why don't they follow in the Bible? That's appointed some of the to people who believe and speak what they've done. They pretend not even there and they say, well, but I was at the church and convinced that their experience is genuine and they make this the final instead of God's word. And if something goes in their experience, they will use their ex- instead of God's Word. Pretend like, oh, that was just unique a in particular instance, and that was only the church at Corinth. But today, it's different. Or there's the outpouring of the Holy Spirit or something like that. And they basically just pretend that I showed them. They, they can't really have a rational discussion about the Bible says about tongues. Because they are convinced that what they experienced, that they have some sort of gift. And 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 what it boils to Tong- is, they say that talks them feel closer to God, or it makes them feel like they are having experience. Feel that you put an emphasis on your feelings as opposed to what it says. You are in a very dangerous position. right? Because feelings come and go. Feelings are fickle things. Feelings should never ever be the determinator of what spiritual truth is. That's how the cults recruit people. Feelings, feelings, feelings. Feelings are very deceiving. Modern tongues advocate that the purpose of tongues is to en- en- edify the spiritual life of the one speaking in tongues. That tongues is a to unbelieving Jews. The Bible says that in the church in tongues all that you're crazy? Yes! If you've ever heard church, Multi- uh, multitude know anything, heard of any church, and I heard that because of my background and knowledge of these churches, I would say, Yeah, there they go. Uh, but let's say that there's somebody heard anything about tongues. They're not a Christian. And they're thinking, you know, I, I think I want to go to church uh, in my life or whatever, or for whatever reason, people have different reasons, unbelievers. They, they get interested in, so oh, there's this church, there's this big church, my coworker goes there, or there's, I drive by, honey, maybe we church, you know. I think they'll use the, you know, people have their, for visiting a church, and they go in, the hundreds of people, like, what in the world is this? I'm, I'm these people, that's what the Bible says. 1 Corinthians 4, that's what Paul told the Corinthians. In tongues at the same time, won't people say will. So, what about today? What about saying all this? We in foreign languages. The Bible said that these are the rules. So we want to obey all that the Holy Spirit, all the, but some people do have, all so that the Holy Spirit would give of tongues to man. is it possible The holy some churches that may be things and they do it in they they, these rules? Uh, could that happen in this? Just that people don't understand about tongues, but if they really have the true understanding of tongues, and my position and, and our church's position on this, tongues, even if, even if it were like this to a T, the Bible says the, the God is no longer using the gift, no longer in operation. Now, some people would say, oh, there you go. Use what you want from the Bible to match your own your own tongue. Tongues are for a sign correct the reason why God gave signs was for the dispensationally okay in Christ early he said when you know you preach the gospel of that's not the same gospel Paul preached right. it was a Jewish gospel announcing Jesus is the Messiah and his, as a king and the kingdom that go the kingdom of heaven is at him. and you know what the disciples go to the Gentiles don't even the Samaritans who were part Jews, he only go to the lost rail. And when you go, this, and when you go, he said, you do this, you lay hands, and you do this when you're preaching to Jews. He gave signs because the Jews require a sign. The apostles had signs associated with their early ministry because the focus was Israel. Jesus rose from the dead. He said, all the world and preached the gospel to every creature. Jews and Gentiles. When you read the books of Acts, you see early Acts, the full, still primarily Israel. Acts chapter 2, men of past a Jewish feast day. Jews. As you keep reading the books, you see that as the gospel that the apostles are preaching, the focus changes. Gentile. Israel. You read in Romans is been temporarily set aside. Focus is, is Israel, not Gentiles. So I believe that the sign that God gave the apostles and in so their purpose. And their purpose was Israel. Today, now let me give you a reason why I believe that. tongues were not the only sign that they were given. You know one of the signs we lean there were never anybody from the dead somewhere to come on with cell phones and you and all of this. You telling me that that can do. How come about raising people from the dead? You can't Because God's not giving abilities. Those things were signs. Right. And the signs, the Jews, we were a sign. You see, when you put on it, makes so much sense. When you when you adopt the the, the modern teaching, all these signs and all of these things are still there for us to then you're left with a lot of unanswered questions. And then you have to read some other silly... Well, they didn't have enough faith. That's why they didn't get healed. They didn't have Well, how much faith does a dead man have? (laughs) (laughs) Notice every time it's healed of something, crusades, it's always something that you cannot see internal. This here? Something you can't see. You just have to take their... Oh, I can't see. I can't... Look at. Some of these soldiers from Iraq that got a limb blown off and have them back.
0: Yeah.
3: Well, they didn't do that in the bus. They did. Jesus put a guy back on right. after Peter cut it off. Yeah. So to me, I mean, this is perfect sense. So I hope that that has cleared up maybe some and, and uh, giving you some understanding about tongues. What is out Why we don't speak in Tuque and. And you say, what about all these people? Are you telling me that they're all faking it? I would say that some people who... They actually believe that they are speaking from... I'm not saying that it is from God. I'm saying they believe it. I believe in coerced and a lot of logical and they see other people... They've been taught this and they want to speak in tongues. They want to have... This experience from the Holy Spirit and they in there they're doing it, all so they just get caught in the, in the with their emotions and the atmosphere and, and somebody say just start mumbling stuff and they start praying and then on their emotional and then it start mumbling these things. Uh, I think some people are they sincerely believe that what is really from God. I but I believe that they're just deceived. And then other people believe that they are genuinely <laughs> I have I've seen it, I've witnessed it. That's fake. All right, let's close in prayer. Lord of God, thank you for this teaching things and help us to be able to rightly divide the truth from error. And I pray that uh, you remember what the word of God said, what is true and what is